What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Log On Games podcast for Friday, October the 6th. On this episode today, we're going to be talking about The Last of Us multiplayer getting a put on ice, possibly, with some layoffs and stuff that's happening. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. (laughs) Um, Sega also canceled their most expensive game that they've ever made, so... Um, some interesting things happening this week in the world of of gaming, uh, on this episode with us today, you can find him about, what, like 20 miles above me, maybe? We have Carlos with us on the podcast today at Raffle My Life. Howdy, neighbor. Yeah, we're pretty close by, man. (laughs) We can pretty much touch each other. (laughs) (laughs) um how's the weather up there man you know it's been pretty nice uh yeah it's been pretty similar you know this weekend is looking really nice we're looking at some uh i think one day is going to get down to like the high 60s uh nice nice mid to to high 70s i feel like i'm on the weather channel right now giving a detailed report (laughs) but atlanta is going to be we're getting there. We're getting to that. We're at the point weather. now where uh, me and Emily went to Kroger at like 10 o'clock last night. And I opened the door and I just smelled like bonfires. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Ooh, it's just from around smell. the neighborhood and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's you know, that it's time. going down, it's man. Have that bonfire, have some s'mores, you know, just chill. So is it safe some to say you guys have been averaging about 80? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Today, the last week, it's been like low mid eighties for sure. It hasn't really gone above that. So, what's the reason I'm ask uh, asking that is because like I was talking to my wife the other day, Mm -hmm. and for us up here, eighty now for me is hot. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Eighty means we're running the AC. Eighty. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's seventy nine degrees where I sit right now. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, you northerners, man, you, you just can't northerners handle it anymore. Northerners freaking suck! Uh, <laughs> wow. Also on this episode with us, you Jeez. can find him back in the States in the hey. Big Apple <laughs> at Brown you Berserker. We have Andrew with us on the podcast. Scoot! What's up? What's up? What's up, bro? Welcome back, dude. Uh, were you a part of the any of the crazy flooding stuff I saw on social media? Uh, I, I worked in it. <laughs> Did <Bloody>. you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's going on with that? So yeah, what a lot of people saw stuff on the internet and the news and all that. Just just to clear the record, that was not all of New York. Okay, like Manhattan, the, the city definitely got slaughtered for sure. Oh, uh, I live more like upstate, so I'm about like let's just say an hour drive up. Mm-hmm. It was like a downpour, but I wouldn't say there was flooding my end. But I was, was working. It, I was working in that that day. Was so. it from like a hurricane or something? Or what? yeah, some type I think of so, yeah, yeah, some type of tropical storm or something. But yeah, it was uh, the, like I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, subway footage. Oh yes, no. man, it was bad. I've heard this is the first time I'm hearing about it. Like, dude, my brother messaged me like a week ago. He's like, "Are you dealing with all that stuff?" I'm like, <laughs> "I'm working okay? in it right now." <laughs> <laughs> I had to go uphill both ways. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. The yeah. the footage was crazy, but no, well, no flooding. Check head. it out. Yeah, that sounds wild. Andrew, I personally have not talked to you since Japan. Oh, right. I, I figured. I sent you that text of um, you two in the tank. That's the last thing I think we yeah. talk, we communicated. It was, that was. I'm glad you saw it. It made me happy. It made my soul happy that you were there. <laughs> oh, so what's funny is it, it's in this like um, it's in this six floor shopping complex. I, I don't want to call it a mall, but each floor just has a bunch of shops, and then you go up another mm-hmm. floor, and there's a bunch of shops. And what's funny is my wife and I went there to go to one specific shop, and we noticed the sixth floor was the the. Uh, the gaming section and then i saw pokemon and i'm like oh my god i'm about to step into my first pokemon center and all i could think about was you that's all i could think about <laughs> that's why i sent that video i took that video how, how long i assume you just walked in and walked out how long were you in the store yeah so like you know for clarification's sake for the listeners and carlos like i i played the original blue i've played moon i watched the show but i never 
got attached to it the way everyone else did. Sure. I think the characters are cute. I love Pikachu, Mewtwo, all that stuff, but I couldn't tell you 20 by name. So for me, going through the store was cool to see all the stuff, but I wasn't like everyone else with a basket just throwing everything in there. <laughs> I just kind of, I just kind of was like, "Oh, that's cute. That's cute. That's neat. Cool. Cool." So they, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. They, um, they had a live action trailer today for a Pokemon game from uh, it's a Japanese live action show. A and, show, but it's based i didn't watch it with subtitles so i don't exactly know what's happening i just Mm. watched it on twitter on my phone but it's not like it said live action pokemon but there's no actual pokemon in the show it's about some girl lady woman who i guess gets the game boy color game Mm -hmm. and falls in love with it and maybe becomes a gamer thing i don't know it's like a, it's like a japanese drama but it's based on like this girl that it's yeah you'll just have to watch it here I'll, I'll maybe like okay. at the end it. of the movie there's like a digimon type situation where like the game comes to life for her and she sees like out the corner of her eye like mewtwo or some pokemon yeah. is like oh my god they're real I mean, the way I see it, they already did a live action, and they I, did. I, mean, I enjoyed Detective it. Pikachu, right? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, this is what it says. Madoka Akagi used to play Pokemon Red with her siblings growing up in the Kanto region. Okay. Twenty years later, she moved to Tokyo to work at an advertising agency called Adventure. However, the job isn't quite what she thought it'd be, and she's eventually assigned uh, a stressful project that could affect the fate of the company. It's at this Ooh. moment she receives a care package from her mom, including her old Game Boy Pocket and Pokemon mm. Red. She realizes that there's more overlap between her Pokemon adventure and real life than she ever thought. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so I also, what's funny is you mentioning that I actually heard there's also a Netflix show, not to do with Pokemon, but it's a drama. Well, there is. It's a drama about a father and son bonding over Final Fantasy fourteen. That's what I heard. Apparently that existed. So. Now the next thing is other Pokemon live action projects besides Pokusume, which is the name of that show, I guess, uh, mm. might also be in the works. Variety reported a possible Pokemon live action series coming to Netflix. This hasn't been confirmed, but Netflix did reveal a stop motion based Pokemon series called stop Pokemon motion. Concierge. There is also mm. apparently a Detective Pikachu movie sequel. That makes sense. So, Pokisume um, will air on TV Tokyo starting October 19th. So it's coming out now. Oh, nope. No plans to release sub or dubbed versions. So better it's going to be a hard watch. Then. No, there'll be a fan sub. Just yeah, wait. somebody will do it. Yeah, uh, so uh, admittedly, I day one, though. I have not seen the Detective Pikachu movie. It's, it's good. The, it's entertaining. It looks it's fun- good. I just got I never eggs and stuff. It's cool. Yeah, I never just went to the theater to watch it. I was very interested in it. I'm very interested in a lot of movies. It's just like I just I forget. I don't go to the movies to see them. Yeah. 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 Same. Also, the movies are expensive. Yeah. And yeah. and I know we're eight minutes on this podcast, but I got to throw out a tangent here, Carlos. I don't know if you've run into this since you've lived here in Atlanta. You've obviously lived here longer than I have. Since I've lived in Atlanta. It seems like anytime I go to the movie, it doesn't matter if it's the last week it's going to be in theaters or if I get to see an early screening of it, everything in between. It's a coin flip on whether I'm going to be sitting near someone that's just talking the entire movie. It happens all the time. I have not ran into that issue. I've been very fortunate that like every movie experience, where do you go, first of all? Everywhere. You have like a specific theater? Oh, okay. Um, uh, if we're paying money to see a movie, it's usually Sugar Loaf Mills Mall, the AMC there, which is a nice okay. one. Um, if not, we're going to Atlantic Station because we'd get early screenings. For example, we just saw um, the new Exorcist movie Okay. a couple days ago as, as like an early screening thing, and it was at um, the Regal and Atlantic Station. Oh, nice. And uh, directly beside me were two girls uh-huh. who, when the movie started, 
one of the, the girl directly beside me went, everybody shut up. We're here to watch the movie. And I was like, oh good. That's what I'm talking God. about. Yeah. And so, and then proceeded to talk the entire movie. Oh, the entire no. movie. <laughs> not, not just in like the moments that like it's loud and you can't really tell. Like in the quiet, it's a horror movie. So when it gets really yeah. quiet and you're like waiting for the jump scare, just talking, just having a conversation. Dude, I have, I don't think I've ever had that experience in Atlanta. And we go to like, normally I like to go to Studio Movie Grill because you get like food. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've tried there. Uh, But the last movie I saw in theaters (laughs) was Oppenheimer in the IMAX up there at the Mall of Georgia. And uh, it was, everybody was like dead quiet. Yeah, because they were over 50 and they're mature and they're grown ups and they know to enjoy a film. They weren't over 50. Hey, my theater, my theater was 50 plus and we were all mature adults and we enjoyed that cinematic experience. That was an experience of a film. But yeah, dude, overall, I haven't, I'm sorry. I haven't had that issue. I've had, it's, and it's mostly like opening night and and early screenings. Yeah, we had to get there opening night. Yeah, we had to get there two hours early to wait in Dang. line okay because that's just how these early screenings are like that's if you don't crazy. get there two hours early you just don't get in really um Jeez. and so if it's a movie we really want to see or a day that we have nothing going on which is what uh-huh. was happening on tuesday we just had nothing to do so we're like we'll get a pizza we'll sit in line and call it a day chill yeah so these girls sat beside us so they waited in line for two hours as well so i'm like you guys <laughs> waited in line for two hours to see this movie early just to talk the entire time. Uh, that is infuriating. I'm sorry, dude. And then we recently saw, I say recently, the last movie I think we saw opening night was Guardians of the... No, we saw Guardians of the Galaxy early too. I remember. We saw something. It's like opening night. Like, you paid a lot of money to come to like the best theater, like an IMAX or something, to see it yeah. on Thursday night. And I just get people to talk, dude. That's I, I told Emily... After that movie, I'm like, I am waiting for the day where we can just sit at home and watch it. I will pay twenty dollars extra to just be able to sit on my couch and watch it. Yeah, for me, it's like it's I, become that bad. I, I people of like, ATL sound whack. No, dude, I don't know. So I don't go to like opening nights. I, I usually wait like a couple of weeks before I decide to go a week or two. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It depends on the movie. Like Dune Two. Oh my yeah. god, can't wait. But like. I have to be like in a nice theater experience with like the really good sound system. Yeah. Uh, but there are some movies that are like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll wait till it comes on streaming. Sure. Like yeah, a Barbie movie now. or something. Uh, I kind of wanted to see it in theaters, but I'm okay with seeing it at home. That's fine. That was the movie we saw. Oh. <laughs> we had people talking the whole time. Um, we uh, used to have the AMC plan. So we would go okay, see yeah. like, Oh, we're, we're vaguely interested in this movie. Let's just go because we are paying for it You're anyway. For it, sure. We don't have that anymore, so we wait for pretty much everything. Mm. Um, unless it's like like either we see it early, or it's something that we're like, all right, we're going opening night to the biggest theater because this is going to be big time. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, I'm sick of people talking during movies. Yeah, so, you know, it's one of those things. It's been going on for the longest time. They have those intros in the movies, right, where it's like. You know, you're about to start the movie. It's got the countdown. It's like, get your snacks, like silence, your phone, like, be quiet. And it's like, you've been going to the movie theater for as, as, since you were a child. Most of the people that are in that theater know that. And it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's just common. I just don't understand how you drop in 12 to $15 to just go talk. See, exactly. And like, I understand it a little bit if it's like what Carlos said. Like, listen, this movie's been out in theaters for a month. You're seeing it on a Tuesday afternoon, so you can pay seven dollars. Yeah, you go in there, you're talking with your friends. There's four people in the theater anyway. Whatever, good job. But it's the it's the opening night opening and the early night. screening, so you have, you have to either wait a long time in line, or you've spent twenty five dollars a piece because it's like the RPX IMAX crazy. Whoa, light bulb just went off. Wait, okay. Ooh, screech the brakes. You're waiting in line to get in the theater. See here, you book your seat. No, I'm talking about like early when we do the early screenings. Like we get oh, tickets okay, like okay, this okay, movie. Okay. You can watch okay, this movie okay. early. Come wait in line. But the the op- the other side is also true. Where it's like if we're going to see like Dune Two, for example, they're like okay, well we're gonna go see that in like RPX or AMC yeah. Dolby, mm-hmm. which is gonna be like twenty dollars a ticket, and we're gonna see it opening night. And it's because we that's when you get the best crowds usually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
that's what I'm saying. Like y'all, what you obviously are fans of this franchise. So yeah, and you're then seeing you, the second one, <laughs> and you just spent like uh, seventy five dollars off tickets and popcorn to bring your family to this movie. And there's always someone either behind me up here, a couple rows down here, and they're just talking, or, or they're right beside us, but they whisper the entire movie. And you're just like, I'm a very like uh, keep to myself kind of person. If I was, mm. if I had an ounce of extrovertedness in me, oh my wife just, would lose her mind. I just Internal stand Andrew up and just like, punch them in the, the face. Up. I just take their phone. Yeet. Chunk it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we want to welcome everybody to the Log On Games podcast. <laughs> this is a weekly show in which our hosts discuss a variety of gaming news topics from new games, big announcements, events, and more. New episodes upload every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And we're also brought to you by Zencaster, which you guys don't know this because it really doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I have changed our RSS feed uploading to everything from Transistor, which is what we were using because it was $20 a month and uh, it's free for us on Zencaster. Oh. So we're now, I'm now, I uploading, that. I'm now uploading on Zencaster now as well. So, um, if you are watching this on youtube.com backslash or just slash at log on games, or you're <laughs> listening on, I was like, <laughs> on Spotify, Apple or whatever, you can thank Zencaster for pretty much everything we do here. So we record on Zencaster and now we also upload. You can, um, you can also do production on Zencaster. It was not what I do. I use, uh, logic, but you can do literally, it's like a one-stop shop for everything and you use your browser and it makes life super easy. So if you want to start a podcast or you want to switch to a different podcast platform to make your life easier, you can go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code logon games to get 30% off your first month of a Zencaster paid plan. Thank you. Log Lo- all lowercase, no spaces, log on games. There you go. Let's get to it. Stop talking about movies. So what's going on? What's uh? I love that passion, on? though, man. I love it. Thanks. I mean, I, <laughs> I it was it was the whole movie, like <laughs> the entire movie. How was the movie, uh, by the way? Because I mean, I, I didn't want to see it just because for the sake of it's, it. You know? It's literally, it's fine. I told Emily when we came out of the movie, it's like, I don't feel like I've wasted my time, but I also will never watch it again. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's not mine. It it's like, listen, you know? let's come out with this Exorcist 2 or whatever, new Exorcist movie in October during Halloween make our money and call it a day now the exorcist movie i'm sorry we're still talking about movies is it supposed to be a direct sequel from the original um it has sequel elements to it but it's kind of its own Mm. standalone story yeah i watched that movie a bit later in life so like a lot of people talked about how horrifying that movie was but when i watched it i was like this is fun yeah Yeah. wait wait you're talking about Uh, the first one yeah that for me was the scariest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? See? Yeah, I get that a lot. Like a her lot of people with the, talk her about with the deep her. voice and her skin looking all weird and her eyes are all white, dude. I yeah. haunted. haunted. Yeah, I thought movie. it was cool. Wait, this is definitely a wait until it's on a streaming platform movie. Mm. Unless you were just like the biggest exorcist fan of all time and you can't wait. Yeah, I think it was like <clears throat> eleven or twelve when I watched it and I was like, Yeah, this is cool. Nice. On to horror video games. Naughty oh. Dog is reportedly laying off contract developers as well as putting its The Last of Us multiplayer game on hold, according to Kotaku. Naughty Dog has cut at least 25 developers, the majority of which are reportedly quality assurance department. Uh, however, it seems like full-time developers were not impacted by the downsizing. So just those lowly Q&A people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is what um, I would be if I worked for, in video games. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, uh, as someone from a development background with what I do, um, not having QA is not good because that means your developers are now the QA, um, yeah. which means, yeah, the game is on ice and it, the multiplayer part's not canceled, but like expect bugs and expect... Uh, 
expect a lot of patches to be coming for that if they continue on with it. <clears throat> well, also, I didn't put this in the outline, but yesterday or today, I don't remember exactly which one it was, but the um, online monetization person that they hired for this game also left. So. Mm. Jeez. That's tough. The contractors, uh, I'm still reading this from GameSpot. Uh, the contractors are reportedly expected to work through October when their contracts end and will not be receiving any sort of severance. Additionally, the affected developers are reportedly being pressured to keep the news of these layoffs under wraps. Furthermore, Kotaku reports that the upcoming multiplayer game set in the Last of Us universe is basically on ice at this point, but not entirely canceled. And there we are. I feel sorry for you because. You've been the uh, the hype man for this for a long time, and you're just <laughs> man. They're they're just burning you left and right. <laughs> this was um, karma for me telling Neil that the day before is not a real game all this time, which mm-hmm. is not it's not a real game. But now this is also not a real game. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, like there's a chance it's still going to come out, but it's they might have to start cutting features for this multiplayer Um, because testing as a developer is not easy uh, because you're constantly having something in your pipeline of work. So once you add testing on top of that, usually, you know, they're going to check for what is, what are some good things this code is supposed to do? And they don't really have to check for the bad QA checks for the bad stuff. Normally they're like, Hey, yeah, we're going to do this as it's supposed to, and then kind of throw some funky things in there to see what happens. So without that, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good. I mean, Andrew will play it for eight hours a day for free if they just hit him up. That's true. Right. I mean, I played, I mean, like we said, Marvel's Avengers was my most played game the year it came out. So I'll play any piece <laughs> of garbage you give me as long as there's a loophole. <laughs> oh, um, oh, so, so aren't they like taking that off the Steam store, by the way? Yeah, I the think Avengers? it's off now. Oh wow! Um, so if we were, if y'all remember, around Summer Game Fest time, um, when we didn't see it at the PlayStation Showcase or the Summer Game Fest thing, there were people that were like, "Uh oh, this is bad news bears." And then actual developers on the game were coming out on Twitter and being like, "Don't believe everything you read, guys." And That's we're like, true. "All right, cool." And then now, so this has either gone one of two ways. The mo- most likely way is this is just bad news bears. And the game is either going to be canceled or if they're making part three, they can kind of dumb it down and just bundle it with part three, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate because like, you know, it is the last of us. So the game has a reputation. So it, it's not a good look when, you know, you announce a feature for a AAA game of that caliber and say, yeah, there's going to be multiplayer stuff happening. And then you yeah. backpedal on that. So I, I'm curious to like, I don't think they stated why on here. So I, I'm, I'm curious to like, what's what's going on. I'm going to say part of me kind of thinks maybe it's just like the economy. A lot of budget cuts have to be made. Um, that's just a thing like a lot of companies are, you know, having to do with, uh, laying off developers. Um, I mean, I think they mentioned in here, you know, Sega or not Sega, uh, Epic had to part ways with 800 of their workers. Yeah. So, you know, so it's, it's definitely one of those things where these companies are kind of like restructuring their, uh, budgets for 2024. And part of that budget is a lot of budget cuts. Um, which means whatever projects they had in the pipeline, it's like, you know, there's a chance you're going to be in that crosshair and your project might get X. And it's no fault of your own, I would say, as far as like talent or anything like that. It's just they look at this type of stuff and at the end of the day, it's business. So it's like, hey, which of these can we prioritize the most that we think can make us the most money in our fiscal 2024 year? Uh, Yeah. So. I mean, this is this is not what's happening, but maybe there's a point zero one percent chance that like, hey, the game's pretty much done. So, yeah, we're like going our our 25 Q&A people, but that's because we it's been Q&A. It's Q has been aid to (laughs) here and back. You know, the quality (laughs) has been so assured. We promise you it's good to go. We don't need them anymore. 
Exactly. And so, but I don't think that's the case. Cause if you remember, uh, the article that came out that was like Bungie looked at this game and was basically like, no, this ain't it. We need to fix a lot of stuff. And then it's just been downhill ever since that. If that's like true. They have anything, anything right to say. Exactly. Like, yeah. listen, there's not enough. You need, you need a Eververse store. Okay, guys, trust me. <laughs> and then no. you need to make something equivalent to a dungeon and then not charge really let people, it. yeah, charge $20 for it one way. And then like three months later, Make it twenty dollars on its own, but don't tell anybody Jeez. that you changed. And the then way it is. cycle it out of the rotation. Yeah, exactly. The pain. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, like Naughty Dog's not going to come out with a game. A f- they're not a five or six out of ten game. They're just not. Yeah, gonna and that's what's They'd surprising not, about this. It not come out at all. It's Naughty Dog, you know. So they they have a really good reputation. They have a really great portfolio. So it's. Uh, it's very surprising to see something like this come out. I, yeah, it's one of those things where like it still could come out, but don't expect the quality to be as great. Not see, at, not out the gate. There's room for improvement, maybe. But normally with these kinds of like multiplayer type things, like if you don't get it right the first time, like this or yeah, uh, you know, any other game that's <clears throat> got like a, a more recent multiplayer aspect up you know for it if you don't get it right the first time you're kind of going to get washed out with everything that's already good that has a reputation for being a good multiplayer game uh going off of what you said i've never correlated the two like i know you're saying uh because it's naughty dog people expect triple a but like when i think about the last of us as a solo experience like i'm not expecting them to make a pvp version that's so groundbreaking that every other uh, multiplayer shooter is just like oh yeah the that's pants. fair so like sure so so even if for me in my eyes personally if they put out a six out of ten uh last of us multiplayer that six out of ten is good enough for andrew and a bunch of other people yeah, just to play yeah. in that world and feel those mechanics you know what I'm yeah saying? if the so, fandom can get down with it you know it yeah it's not going to be some sort of like you know uh multiplayer killer of whatever's the big game today but i agree with you it's like if the fans can appreciate it enough you're making it for the fans then that's all that matters yeah so for me that game coming out and not being that great does not put fear in me for the last of us three because i know what they've delivered already and i know that solo experience is going to be yeah its own quality and level of like you know you got to separate those for sure and that's what they're known for um so yeah i just don't think that's happening because it's not the naughty dog or playstation way for example uh like xbox and redfall they're like sure pump it out there wait let's go Uh, (laughs) 30 frames it sucks it doesn't matter let's just pump it out there and then it becomes this whole thing like with the last of us one the last of us two which were both like 10 out of 10 games and then the tv show which was like highly it's gonna get win all the awards to then come out with a multiplayer game that's like six out of ten it's just not the way that they so did you guys i can't remember did you guys talk about the big xbox leak on here yeah we did. okay so one of the games that was on there was dishonored three and i think that's going to be their redemption coming off of redfall you think so oh yeah so that 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 team is known for dishonored specifically and which was successful and it's it's one of my favorite solo uh first person shooter stealth games Mm -hmm. so i think with redfall bombing microsoft's like okay just do dishonored three just do dishonored three knock it out of the park redemption arc let's go maybe i think (laughs) it's it could be a bit of redemption but like they need microsoft needs something that knocks the ball out the park that is a really i feel like honestly halo was what that was supposed to be halo infinite was supposed to be that big game that put them back in the forefront of hey we're microsoft we're known for making good games don't forget Mm -hmm. this this is master chief here and it was very hyped i think there was a lot of opportunity to really put them back on the map of gaming especially against sony and they they bombed on that i think that kind of uh, that that ship has kind of sailed for them. I mean, I don't know. Like, I honestly, I've seen Dishonored. I've personally haven't played like the games. I, I mean, I've read about them, I've seen them, but I don't know how 
big of a following it has and if it's enough to really kind of unless there's some sort of like mechanic or element in the game like that people just aren't expecting you know how Baldur's Gate kind of left fielded a lot of people for mm-hmm. something about this honor three where people are like yo this game does this like really crazy like feature thing that like it's it's wild you got and you have Maybe, to check it out because social media I, was, is I mean like, for me it was strictly just redemption for the studio not microsoft but oh, like okay. you know that studio has tarnished their name with redfall and i don't think it's the studio's fault entirely i think it's microsoft pushing them but That's for fair. the studio yeah. to get back to uh-huh. what the fan base knows i think uh-huh. dishonored 3 would be the thing okay, that's like yeah okay yeah okay you guys are back cool cool sure maybe yeah. he not so maybe much like dishonored 3 is gonna be the savior <laughs> of wait, microsoft what did you say so maybe he gets his honor back <laughs> maybe that's the game changing let me ask you a question andrew yes and carlos sure um would you bundle this with the last of us part three because my fear is that the last of us part three is a 10 out of 10 game but then you bundle this multiplayer mode in it. And so when it gets its reviews, it's like, oh, the story is 10 out of 10 still. But the multiplayer is a 6 out of 10, so we're going to give it an 8. That is a concern. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, and it's one of those things where if it's kind of this at this point in the process, uh, it can go either way where they say, hey, we're canceling this. We're going and it gets implemented in Last of Us 3, and it's like, okay, you know, it's it's a bit of negative press. People are upset about it, but this is their opportunity to, like, do something different or unique or something that kind of makes it. And I feel like, like you were saying, it could be a 6 out of 10, and the fans would be happy. I feel like if they canceled it now and put it on 3, they would have to do something to get it to, like, an 8 out of 10 to kind of really make the sell <clears throat> worth it. Um, because if it's going to be bundled with a game, yeah, you know, of course, a single player, I'm sure it's going to be great, good story and everything like that. And then people are going to immediately want to start jumping online and doing something with it. They could stagger its release by a week or two. They could, they could at this point for last of us Two, though, I feel like it's kind of a bit late in this game, right? So it's either you risk shipping something that is not going to be good. It kind of bombs and the game has already been out for a while. So it's not going to get the traffic that people are expecting or you take the chance to say, Hey, you know, we had to make some budget cuts. We're not ready yet. Uh, you know, but we're still looking into something with a multiplayer aspect in the future and you leave it vague. And then last of us three comes out and it has, you know, a really bomb, really good, like, multiplayer aspect to it this is and something i, I would have said game. last week if i was on when y'all talked about jim ryan um he is retiring obviously but the plan that he put in motion was hey we're gonna come out with however 12 live service games in the next five years or whatever he said this was one of them so my fear slash oh he's retiring now when all these live service games are supposed to start coming out, is he retiring because he's played them and they suck? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, if I'm Naughty Dog, I'm just canceling this. I'm having Neil Druckmann come out and be like, "Listen, we tried to do something different. It didn't work. We learned. We're moving on. Listen, mm. Don't get your hopes up. We're not bringing it back. It's done. It's over." That's fair. Um, so early, but, yeah. like alpha testing and they're like yeah this this formula doesn't work for this game type of thing yeah but yeah that that him retiring that's one of the first things i thought about was just like if in the next five years these live service games start coming out and it's just like sucky game after sucky game after sucky Mm -hmm. game it's gonna be like you retired because you greenlit a bunch of sucky games yeah and it's one of those (laughs) weird things too when you think of like uh the the last of us you don't think of a live service multiplayer game i think to take something that does so well on its own as a story driven game and say hey how do we monetize even more on this game oh let's kind of tack on a multiplayer aspect and then make a live service so with a live service game you got to monetize right how do you monetize well skins or something like that you know they're gonna have a store because that's just how they work and you know so it, it could be that hey we tried it and it just it doesn't work for this game. We don't want to tarnish our our brand. 
by trying to step into an area that this game doesn't belong in. And I think that's fair. To me, in my brain, which this game could be a million different things, but in my brain, this was always going to be closer to a game like The Division, just with yeah. the last of us theme all over it. Yeah. So there is going to be PvP stuff, but there's also going to be PvE. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is going to be PvE related. So yeah, I think it's one of it, it would be really cool. Uh, and this is just a personal thing. Uh, but when the and I, I think you know we talked about this with with Matt and one of the other podcast but like for the last of us or for the division um you know when i first saw the trailer and my expectations of the game was more leaning towards like daisy type of survival yeah. in new york which i love that could be what this is yeah kind of like so if they did something like that where it's like it's not like an mmo type situation but it's like an almost like an open world survival you you get your stuff you you play against other people in the wild you die you start over again type of thing like yeah i think that fits the realm of the last of us of this post-apocalyptic world people are out there trying to live and survive in these you know conditions um yeah i think that could work if i were to play a multiplayer version of that game that would be that would make sense with all the rumors that have come out and it being on ice my thought is just like the game's just not fun like the core of the game like if the core of the game just like destiny like core game of destiny is just freaking gun in hand shooting some baddies and that feels good doesn't matter if you're playing freaking raid on day one or you're doing the easiest patrol ever like it feels good you feel strong exactly feel great you're powerful so if this game's core combat or whatever just isn't fun or the core idea of the game people like the q a people are like listen just it's not a fun game then i don't think it's fixable but if that's fun i feel like you can fix the economy of the world or the content that you put out the content you have the players do and stuff like that i think it's fixable um but the way that this has just been going on and on and on my guess is just that like hey people are playing this game and just not having fun so mm-hmm. Mm. we've tried to make it feel, fun and we need to make it fun how do you feel about it like the last of us being a live service game because live service games are just an entire entity of their own with a lot of just like things that they're known for you know i mean if it was like the division i would that's that would be if they're like andrew not not you andrew me andrew if they're like <laughs> we, we're gonna make a last of us game like anything you want, what do you want it to be? I'm just going to say, like, make it a division, but Last of Us, just do that. Mm-hmm. Replace that. all of the sick people with fungal creature exactly. people things. So there's rarity it's, armor and guns. Uh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, like Daisy I mean, be, and like it didn't have to be like this gun shoots out worms or anything. Yeah, like that. nothing <laughs> crazy. <laughs> So not as like Destiny. Okay, cool. Exactly. But, you know, like a normal item would be like a broken handgun and then like a legendary item would be like a oh, freaking... A polished we did. We handgun. did this... Yes, we did this mission <laughs> where we had to go underground and fight this big giant baddie thing. And yeah, he had like brand new shotguns that have never been touched before. Mm-hmm. Just freaking or, double barrel that does just an insane amount of damage. Yeah, stuff. like a really good slug shotty. Or, I, I, just, I don't think that world's good for that to me personally i think it's possible but i mean like i feel like it has to be more open world it has to be more daisy-esque where like that feeling of survival is very Mm. real and you need food you need you know not to be out in the cold or something like that where you and so i feel like 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 you're saying if people aren't having fun with it i feel like your single player experience and your multiplayer experience have to be different for that aspect to get people to think think um as far as the world goes think like dying light or like dead island where it's like you walk throughout the world and stuff like that but there are areas of the map or certain missions you could do that are significantly difficult like dying light for example when it turns night things get harder Hmm. now that's not necessarily the case with the last of us because that's not how they work but if you're doing like a co-op, three-player co-op, similar to Destiny's, like what is the division Last of Us? Equivalent. What's uh, yeah, what's equal to a strike? What's equal to 
a dungeon, what's mm-hmm. equal to a raid, what's equal to Grandmaster. Sure. All that yeah. kind of there stuff. There you go. Yeah. So if you're going to do a live service game, yeah, that sounds like a good formula to kind of like people have these options depending Which is on what the division difficult. does. Like they have their equivalents to raids oh. uh, and stuff like that. So okay. it's a lot more bullet spongy than it is like mechanically driven. Mm. Um, so I'm not saying they're as good, but they have their thing. That's like, listen, this is in game hard content. You need to get six people. You need to do this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, strongholds is what they're called in the division, I think. Um, but they have that. So I feel like you can, you can figure out ways. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the case with this. I just think this is a crappy game. They need to cancel it. <laughs> Speaking of canceling games, this comes from Push Square. Dot com. In case you missed the recent news, Sega has canceled Hyenas, its online multiplayer shooter that was in development at Creative Assembly. This was a surprising move given the game had been in the works for a long time and it was very close to completion. It's also reported that layoffs will occur at the studio. Now new details beginning to emerge about the situation, including that the game was the publisher's most expensive game it's ever produced. Mm-mm. So we're seeing, obviously, layoffs we talked a little bit about, but like, Everything in our in life is more expensive now, and it's getting more expensive. It's just how life just is life. at what the moment. What can you do? So, not just for us or regular mortals out here, but for businesses as well. So that's why yep. we're seeing layoffs just absolutely everywhere. Um, but I find this a little bit funny because we've seen this in uh, we've seen this game in some of the showcases and streams that we've done. Where it's like, okay, whatever, another high shooter, you know, let's go. Um, but the fact that it's canceled when apparently it's almost done also makes similar to what we were just saying. The game's probably just not a fun game. Yeah. And it's not, (laughs) yeah, it's unfortunate. It's, and and again, like we were talking about the economy, budget cuts have to be made. Priorities have to be shifted. And so when you look at something like, you know, when these guys and their executive, it's, it says here somewhere, one of these articles, uh, that you know in their meeting minutes um they were talking about like um it's been confirmed because of the meeting from the board that they had uh so obviously they're sitting down they're looking at these things and they're like hey you know what is the status of this if this game is almost done but you know they i'm sure that along with qa they probably do some sort of like early play test type things they bring people mm-hmm. in and the feedback might have been so much that it's like hey you know either we push back the date on this game or uh we launch it as is with the, the chance that it's going to fail because it's just it's not hitting the marks that we're expecting it to hit mm-hmm. uh you know that's just unfortunately and to be so close to the end that it's bad on sony's part because if it's their most expensive game that means they've spent all this money uh you know they, they first of all they come up with the ideas for it then they have this whole plan on how they implement it and then they develop it and then they test it so like you you get this far down into the process to the point where your qa is probably almost done and you're moving to like the next stage of your development and they're like yeah this game's not that that great and it's like well you just spent all this money up to this point and it said and in, in the article they talk about and it's 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 an issue that happens with uh games or not just games but in companies a lot when things fail and it seemed to be a lot of uh issues with uh m- the direction that the people managing the game wanted to take it in so it seemed like they didn't have a very straightforward uh direction and that might have compounded cost or things got missed and issues popped up and they didn't know how to react to it. And so they sit here with a, a maybe a broken game and, you know, senior leadership looks at it and like, yeah, it's just not worth it. Yeah. It says in this article, there's a bunch of problems, but there's this yeah. one paragraph. It says other revelations are outlined in the video and VGC's report, including the film director, Neil Blockcamp uh, helped, with the game's lore and story, and that it had transitioned to a free-to-play model shortly before cancellation. It was previously intended to be a premium game, mm, which we've talked yeah. about on this podcast before too, which is just like, if you're going to make a live service game, it really honestly doesn't matter how good the game is, you are significantly crippling your chances of success if it's not a free-to-play game. Yeah. Amen. Like, yeah. 
with, I mean, or at least on, at the very least, like on a game pass, mm-hmm. you know, um, cause there's just so many free to play games that are just top tier with like Fortnite, Apex, etc. Oh yeah, absolutely. That is like, you're going to come out with a game to compete with those, but you're going to charge 50, 60 or $70. It's like, okay, well, why is somebody going to be like, well, I might like this game. So I'll pay $70 to see if I like it when I don't have to pay anything to play the game that I already like. Yeah. It's like take for some people they're going to buy it no matter what, but for you're trying to get just the everyday person that has an Xbox Series S in their living room, you know, mm-hmm. when they get on, they're like, Oh, here's a free game to download. Sure. I'll try it. Uh, rather than being like, have them go to the store and buy it or something like that. So it's like, I think that might have played into the part of the cancellation of being like, well, at least if we come out with it and we'll get our 50, 60, $70 for whatever. But then they're yeah. like, no, if we want this to be successful, it needs to be free. Well, we're going to just cancel it if we're going to release it. It's free. So yeah. you think the challenge also was once it switched to free to play, they were trying to figure out how to monetize it. Exactly. That, and yeah. maybe, maybe the incentives and costumes and stuff and, all the extra work, work and yeah. money it would take to create all of that was like, okay, well, we need another hundred million or something. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's yep. just like, okay, just, just, just kill it. Just kill yeah. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what happened. Yeah. It's like if once when you said that, that they suddenly last minute decided to go free to play, it's like, oh yeah, well, you have to have a whole team who knows how to do monetization. <clears throat> and then you have to have a team, that, you know, yeah, like you said, now you have to have costumes, you have to have how you're setting your prices in your shop you know and then you have future plans where you know now you're on the free model how do you come out with enough paid seasonal stuff to keep the game floating and after that point if you're not selling these games for 60 bucks a pop as a straightforward game you can't survive like you said trying to compete with some of the ones that are already established like fortnite and apex it's like well do we not think this could have been something that they could have uh used as a like Oh, we created this cool game. Make it exclusive on uh, Microsoft, and it's a, it's another reason for people to come to your platform because this one game is free exclusively true, on your your service. But it being this close to being finished, I would assume they've played it. I assume mm-hmm. Phil spent someone at Microsoft and someone oh, at that's PlayStation true, that's true, have already true. played the game, and, they're and not only like, that, at this we'll point, we'll give you three dollars for it if you. If that's what <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at this point it would you know like for whatever reason it wouldn't be i don't think it'd be in microsoft's best interest to try to make it exclusive because they got enough issues trying to keep their foot in the game business i think to try to be exclusive for a game that's not already a triple a thing for them would kind of i think would feel like would backfire on them they want to try to get as many people on you know to whatever platform well, the thing with Microsoft for me, I mean, and probably many other people's outlooks is like, I don't think of that company as far as like AAA knock it out the park single player games. I think yeah. their whole their whole survival now is Game Pass strictly. Like, so I'm not limited, saying dude. I'm not saying they need their gears or sorry, they don't need their gears and they don't need their halos. But I mean, think about how many people they have on Game Pass now. So now it's just pumping Game Pass with the most awesome uh, content to keep people staying and keep people coming to it. And yeah, know, so. so there's two, maybe three points when it comes to that. When when I think about Game Pass, one of them being um, they stopped doing their trials, the one dollar one month or however many mm-hmm. month trials that they were doing. See, I didn't know that. People Dang. were living off of that. They started doing <laughs> away with that, and there's talks of increasing pricing for Game Pass. Uh, so it looks like, in my opinion, when in, when you do something like that, it's like, hey, they're in trouble now because people are just like paying a dollar to taking advantage of it. Uh, so you have that issue. You have long term survival. You know, how are these publishers going to be able to recoup any sort of revenue from Microsoft if they have all of these AAA games released day one on Game Pass where people are paying ten dollars a month? They'll play the game, beat it. That's it. That's $60 lost on the revenue from the company that is publishing or developing the game. 
Um, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I think Game Pass, I loved it. I think at launch, and I still do love the idea of Game Pass. It's really cool. You know, you, you pay $10 a month, you've got a great library. Um, but I, it is concerning to to me is, you know, how long can it really last for at the end of the day? Yeah. You know, and Microsoft, I, I think and what, they're going to need something. I think what they're going for is the Netflix model where it's like, I mean, in a perfect world, someone is always subscribed even for like, or like a year, you know, mm-hmm. but I think it's the Netflix model where it's like, we don't necessarily have to get them for 12 months. We want to get them for like seven, eight months out of the year where yeah. it's, uh, we don't have it. And then you're like, oh, well, this game that I'm already going to buy is going to come out on it. Like, like how Netflix is now with myself where it's like, all right, well, let's cancel it. Cause we're not, you know, we haven't watched anything on it forever. And then it's like, okay, well, this is coming out. And I go, that's coming out. Let's see what's coming out next month. Okay, well, this is going to come out next month, so we'll at least keep it for two months. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, Game Pass Now, for example, um, Friday the 13th came out, which... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a horror person, and friends that I play with, we love those types of games. We're like, all right, let's get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got it again then, and then I was like, well, uh, Gotham Knights... And Payday 3 are coming out. So none of us bought Gotham Knights, obviously, because it's 30 frames poopy. But it's like, hey, if it's free on Game Pass and it's co-op, let's just try it out. Sure. Payday 3 came out first. We, we're still playing Payday 3. It's a fun time. Oh, nice. And so now oh, it's Gotham Knights, just, it's, it's finally working now. And okay. it's, a, it's a good time. I mean, it's not going to win Game of the Year or anything, but it's like, it's a fun time with yeah, friends. Yeah, Payday <laughs> series has been an enjoyable, just you get in there with some friends, you're doing this heist type of thing. It's a really short thrill type situation yeah. you're putting yourself in. And they have content that's supposedly coming down as well. But And then October the 3rd, Gotham Knights came out, which is another, you can play that co-op. And then <laughs> October the 4th, um, Warhammer Dark Tide came out, which is only on Xbox. It's been on PC, but it, it came out on Game Pass, which is another, it's Warhammer World, but it's basically like Left 4 Dead or... That, that oh, it's had mantras so, for a while. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And so now that's on Game Pass. We're like, dang, now I have, <clears> now <throat> not only is there games that I want to play with friends on, a game I want to play with friends on Game Pass, now there's like a bad catalog here that's mm-hmm. going on. Um, And then Forza is coming out next week as well. And so I think that's is what they Forza? wanted their their plan. Yeah, the new Forza comes out on is it, the 10th. Is it Forza or Forza Horizon? Is it just Forza? Forza, Forza. Forza, Forza. 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 Yeah. That's the hardcore life right there. And I think that's their plan when they said we want a game to come out every quarter. Was Their hopes is like, all right, we have a big Xbox game that comes out every quarter. If we can supplement, you know, a month before and a month after where it's like a month before they're like, oh, I want to play this game. So I'll get this game and then I'll have it for when the big game comes out. And then the month afterwards, it's like, oh, there's another game. So I at least have it for those three to four months. And then by then the next big Xbox game is coming out. So. Just trying I, to like bundle up some months together. Yeah, I think is their plan. yeah. Now, whether or not that makes money, I don't know. Yeah, they're that's definitely going to up wondering. their price. Uh, yeah, and yeah, they'll definitely up the price. And it's PlayStation not, just up their price too. So oh yeah, so they'll follow suit for sure. Um, it's definitely one of those things. I've never heard that before, so that's interesting. If they're trying to put out games like every quarter. Um, well, that's you know, what they said, but they've said that is a lot what of things. Yeah, they've been, yeah. So that and that <laughs> coincides with them gobbling up all these development or these publishers, right? So you know they're pretty much going to try. And I think I feel like this might kind of backfire or be a detriment because then you're kind of locking these companies into deadlines, right? Because okay, you guys are going to release these games this quarter. These games are going to release this quarter. Uh, and I feel like that could potentially, I feel like, you know, a, a good game is, you know, it's ready when it's ready. Um, and I think, wasn't it like the founder or CEO of like Nintendo at some point said something like that? Like, you know, like it's like a rush game is can never be forgiven or something, but like a, a game that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's that type of thing where, you know, if, I understand that they're desperate, so they're really needing to be a factory and churn out something. But, uh, you know, in the end, there's a chance that maybe your quality goes down because now you're you're just chugging out games quarter after quarter after quarter. Yeah, we've got like a bunch of development 
you know, studios. So there are all these different games we're able to make. But I feel like if you structure it too much like that, then, you know, you you start having delays happening maybe. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious. I, that's my first time hearing about that, like, really strange. Well, I mean, investors. Don't calm down. Yeah, investors. The way calm that they... down. <laughs> it, it's, it's hard because you have to get, if you at least try to get something for everybody, which is where it'll come into play where like people just don't have it for like six months because there's just not a game that speaks to them. But like just recently, and I don't know if this is profitable or if they can keep it up, but just like in the last two months, you're talking like Lies of P, Starfield, Party Animals is on there, which is a super fun time. That is a fun game. Payday 3, like we said, Dark Tide, um, Gotham Knights, um, that cocoon game, you know, personas are like coming out soon. Indie right? game, yeah. Persona, yeah. Uh, Ace Ace Attorney game, the big trilogy bundle, like. So they have their indies. They got There's something for everybody. Their, yeah. So like, if they can keep <laughs> this up, like, as time goes on, and we saw a couple of weeks ago when we did the Xbox, like how much some of these games cost to get, which is just absurd. Um, Seven dollars is the norm. But I also think like it is October, it's September, October, November, and they want to sell as many Xboxes as they can through holiday, yeah. the holidays. So like they're kind of ramping it up right now is my guess because it wasn't this good in February, March, April, May. I'm curious as to uh, see the sales difference between, and this is mostly just a PC thing, um, but how many people buy these games via whatever nat- natural platform, whether it's Steam mm-hmm. or Epic or whatever, uh, versus people who are just described the Game Pass that have installed the game and to see how that works. Um, and then another thing when it comes to Game Pass, and I don't know you know, if they've done this or if it could be a potential thing in the future, but let's say you there's a game on Game Pass you really like and you're playing through it, and then suddenly, you know, maybe there's a licensing thing that expires with that developer. And so the contract ends, they pull the game from their store. You no longer have access to that game. Yeah. You know, that's always. Yeah, they the, pull stuff from Game Pass for sure. They do. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's it's like, like Netflix. Would. They have like the little bar that's like. These leaving games leaving soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so now for you guys. Uh, so if, if there's a game that you really enjoyed on Game Pass, would you be willing to pay the, the money to buy the game like let's say starfield no. right i'm playing through starfield right now i'm enjoying the game you know but at the moment i don't really have a reason to want to purchase the full game so <clears throat> you said the same thing so like you could and, and maybe this is a reason why game pass might only last for so long for microsoft and I don't say that like it's a bad thing, you know. I don't think it's terrible to like you're already paying ten dollars a month to play whatever games you want, right? So if you play through this game and you like it and you beat it, whatever, you know that that that's their business model that they decided on. Uh, but you complete this game, you know, you've completed this game in let's say a month, you you beat this game for ten dollars, um, as opposed to what they could have made selling it on Steam or in the store yeah. or whatever. So I don't know. I don't know. I you think know, the, I, the biggest, I think all the questions will be answered once they have Call of Duty on Game Pass. What does that do as far as how much money they can make in a month? When they have, the new Call of Duty comes out and it's $70 on PlayStation, but it's day one on Game Pass. Mm, how much money true. do they make off of that? Yeah, then, they will get a lot of Then you can people. be like, yeah, this is going to be profitable forever now. Yeah, for Call of Duty, <laughs> which is so it. crazy. Because, you know, do you remember just growing up, like it was, halo versus call of duty it was like this game is better than this game and they were trying to one up it you know that was the hype release for this year's like are you playing halo reach or are you playing black ops 2 or something like that you know <laughs> it is it, it no, kind of no gets awesome for me it's so yeah, it's so it's, it's 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 crazy to, to have microsoft to, to, you know have that kind of like you know card in their in their deck now it's like oh we've got call of duty and halo it's like Boom, yeah. you know, like, and I'm no also Halo anymore. So then, yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's uh, let's screw up our own game, but buy this other game that makes a lot of money. Let's buy their competitor real quick. Um, do, so do we know? Are they going to be if this deal goes through? Will they acquire the rights for World of Warcraft as well, or is that a whole separate? Because yeah. 
Because, you know, yeah, like they bought it. Rare thinking they were getting Donkey Kong and they didn't. So I don't know. Like, if they, this is yeah, I mean, they're buying. Yeah, they're buying everything outright. And I mean, there's rumors. You can Google it if you want to that. They want to make a console version of World of Warcraft, which I think and every console Xbox player wants that to happen. Sure. But I, I think it'll for sure. It'll for sure come to PC Game Pass and all that stuff. Yeah. If they can get it to work on console as a person who's played ESO, like that game works. Dude, Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Final Fantasy 14 for Sony. Yeah. yeah. It's just like it works so well across the board. <laughs> they found a way to get like the skills, the map on. And yeah, people love it. So yeah, if they can get wild to work on. That'd be Xbox, huge. That could. I mean, that may be one of their like saving graces right there. Next mm-hmm. holiday. Just imagine next holiday they have the, the new Call of Duty on Game Pass Day 1 and a console World of Warcraft. It's just like, all right. It, it, yeah. You've just completely changed. And then you can use all that money because you're definitely making money at that point. Oh, for sure. You can use yeah. that money to buy better games for Game Pass. And then yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's either effect. they could buy better games or, you know, I just I don't want them to... Try and recoup their $70 billion. <laughs> Listen, just, why are we talking know, like Microsoft's broke or something? Because yeah. if Nintendo was like, hey, do you guys want to buy us? They would in a heartbeat. Yeah. They've got the money. Man. They they do, but it's not, not from hurting. gaming. It's from yeah, yeah, everything yeah. else that Microsoft does. So yeah, it yeah. seems, you know, they're struggling a bit in the gaming industry. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. If, if that something like that were to happen to align for them, it I think could definitely save them for sure. All right. Any final thoughts before we end this podcast out? You want more after what we've delivered for an hour? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What you got, Andrew? Uh, Andrew, give it to me. Playing Marvel Snap. (laughs) Dude. Are you you still playing? No, no. So once diablo 4 came out that broke my streak and i haven't been back on snap since that's kind of unfortunate i don't think it was diablo's four fault but (laughs) i haven't played marvel snap in two seasons yeah and listen it's not a lack of interest because i know who i am if tonight Mm -hmm. i was like let me play boom i'm back in sure every day but it's just You've been broken under this spell. Now you have an opportunity to kind of branch out and like, hey, I'm no longer possessed by this game. What else yeah. is out there to play? I did like your exactly. comment, by the way. I did I did hear it and acknowledge it, like that it was sad that Diablo broke that. It is <laughs> sad, dude. Of all games, no, listen, listen, listen. It was listen. fun. It was fun. You know, like I love that campaign. Yes. The game is fun. The builds are fun. Yes. I just it's not a lack of interest. It's just just like anything else, uh, gaming wise for me something else comes along sure and i dive into that that's yeah just, and you you beat the it. game I, at that that's point. how i feel i did diablo i did yeah. diablo 4 yeah and when the when the next big expansion comes out i'll probably hop back in but i'm not interested in the seasonal seasonal i don't stuff, even like yeah. the seasonal yeah. model personally yeah. and i'm not interested in it yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not i'm not hating on the game at all like beautiful game fun, fun builds game. it's it's it, it was cool it was cool it's but no I, remnant I too but you know yeah. what's up i still gotta play remnant i said it's two, no remnant man. too I still got. Oh, I know. Game. I want to play. I'm, t- oh. I'm telling you right now, Remnant Two is a superior game. I, I know. It. I know. It I would is. probably just be like head over heels for that game. I know it. It's really good. I yeah. want to play it before it's the game before the year ends, so I can just try to get that in because I'm sure we're gonna have a discussion for game of the year. So and all it's these gonna be are- my one of my personal game of the years for sure. Yeah. It's Tears of the Kingdom. Let's be real. Well, you haven't even played your game, personal dude. You got to hold on now. You gotta, I know. You gotta... Spider-Man Two comes <laughs> out in fifteen days. Big dog. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Alan you Wake better start getting back into the gaming mindset, dude. You're I read back. a lot. I just haven't been playing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Destiny is actually somewhat decent right now, man. This season's I, good season. Good season. It's been. I ran right. with him the other day. I, you know, I shot a gun <laughs> through a grenade. You know. Yeah. I, I did. I did my Destiny. You, thing. you also were. Out of the country at one of the best times in Destiny history. Uh, <laughs> Let's be real. When's, when's the last time you had that much fun playing The Destiny? Witch Queen? Yeah. Witch Queen was so three, a year and a half ago. Which Witch Queen's launch? And then for like the first three months, I was in it, boy. It was, I was so it's been a year and a half since you had that much fun playing Destiny. 
no, 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 no. I'm not going to say I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not saying I'm not having fun playing destiny, but the, that level know, like, of like Carl, Carlos knows the full on addiction. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. I, I, I eat, breed, sleep destiny. It's been yeah. a while. That was, it's been a while that, that weekend, the crafting or whatever. We're calling oh it now, dude. Yeah. Oh, that I, I know it, you man. two got to dive in. I know oh, it was like, Stop everything you're doing and do nothing but play this game, dude. It was until they fix. I wish I could have done that. I'm just sitting here like, like, what else can I craft? Oh, sweet. Now, what difficult content can I get into with this? Exactly. I want this emblem. I'm just going to just delete everything. Now, were you guys saving clips of all this stuff, or just Uh, I just go to YouTube and watch all that crap? You have to. So I did. I have a clip, but I don't think I have a clip of like retrofit one one phasing like the prophecy boss. Yeah, Yeah, it was nasty. It was such a good been, time. You have to have been there to it, see it, dude. Have been there. See, Andrew, okay, sorry. from a technical <laughs> side, can can Bungie just be like, let's do cracked out weekend, hit a switch, and everyone yes, has fun? Yeah, yeah. so absolutely can they, do they could because the thing is, is when people were talking about after this had happened, they were actually commending Bungie because of how easily how how modular each of these perks were with guns that they had no business (laughs) being in somehow all these combinations for the most part worked there was a couple of weird ones that didn't work very well for like some sort of grenade launch issue Mm. where like Mm. shots were just falling over but for the most part everything that the people were mixing up it did something unique and it was fun you know it kind of reminds me of like um uh like halo when they had like the team fiesta like multiplayer game where you get a mm. random gun every time yeah it's almost like they could play on that where they have a pvp uh you know weekend where it's fiesta almost like fiesta guns where they randomly roll stats Dude, on weapons you know freaking horde mode that, man just do a horde mode and one of the options is just oh, crazy yeah. guns. Yeah. Oh, why dude, we, that'd be why so you just walk into mode. the room you pick you pick which guns you want to take in everybody has unlimited ammo but why is that you know that is crazy you bring that up because they did it so well with the halo games it's like why haven't you brought a firefight like type of thing into destiny i've been saying that for years holy crap i've been saying that for years yeah all right you heard it here first yeah bungie uh do it please maybe that's all the last of us multiplayer game was was a horde mode and they're like we don't have anything else dude i would have loved that shoot (laughs) With the Destiny guns, you know. Well, no, the Last of Us horde mode would be cool. I yeah, but yeah, with the Destiny no, gun. Yeah, with, with the crafting <laughs> Destiny gun. <laughs> Ellie in there was... Ellie with a Galahorn. <laughs> Galahorn shooting uh, uh, aggressive frame shots yeah. out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be wild. All right, we want to thank everybody for listening again. This is a podcast that comes out every Friday. We're talking about On movies. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you want to stream your podcast at. I did, if you are listening or you're watching at youtube.com slash at logon games, um, if for some reason we are not showing up in a streaming platform that you normally listen to, let me know and I'll get it fixed because I did switch everything over to Zencaster to upload from there. But as far as I can tell, every it's it is everywhere because I checked last week. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of Zoom users keep uh, reaching out to me. So. We don't care about that. Um, <laughs> we don't want them to listen. To, we don't want them to listen to our podcast anyway. There's a reason Matthew wasn't on the show today. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for us here. We will be with you all again next Friday. See you. Oh, let's break it.